It is time for our WTF segment of the show. That stands for Where's the Faith? You want to join me and a, uh, a religion reporter from a certain news outlet. We get to talk to a bunch of them over the year. But today, this gal is from the Chicago Tribune. By the way, is that sexist now? Everything I say is sexist. This gal, this dame, her name is Manya Bashir Pashman. You've got to be a three-named human being to be a religion reporter. Uh, she's also the president of something. Oh, the Religious Religion News Association. Manya, what does that actually mean? Like, do you... Do you run the run the um, conferences? Do you chair meetings? Do you just send out a lot of emails? What does that mean? All, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All of the above. I get to stand at a podium once a year and look important. That's really all it all oh, it means. I want to do that. <laughs> so, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Good people. Okay. Where Good are people. you? Are you in Chicago? Where are you now? I am in Chicago. Yes, I am. Because you're on the road so much, you could be at the Vatican for all we know. <laughs> I wish <laughs> uh, that would be Rome is nice this time of year, but now I'm I'm in sunny Chicago where it's a tropical 36 degrees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, yeah, I think one of the coldest I've ever been was when I was at a Bears game, and that I, might have been an old stadium. Maybe it's the same state. It was back when Walter Payton was playing. He was a hero of mine in the fridge. William Perry and mm-hmm. yeah, all those guys. And they came out with a rap song. We ain't here to cause no trouble. We just here to do the Super Bowl shuffle. <laughs> uh, anyway, and did you? Did I, you I, I had to, otherwise I would have frozen to death. That stinking stadium was just <laughs> ridiculous. It's like one giant walk-in freezer. Yeah, you don't. You you can't you can't go to Soldier Field and uh, and be a pansy. You gotta be tough. I think what I just heard you call me was a name. You called me a name. <laughs> Uh, was, is that sexy? No, yeah, no, not from you. <laughs> Women can't. Or just rude. No, yeah, 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 we'll go with that. Hey, listen, let's talk about some Catholic stuff, and let's talk about, in particular, a uh, was it a dead archbishop who now has a better status in the world? <laughs> yes, a dead archbishop, that's right. Uh, Oscar Romero, not just any dead archbishop, but Oscar Romero, uh, who uh, was gunned down in uh, 1980, I believe, uh, while he was uh, leading a, a mass, celebrating mass, um, and he will be made a saint. Um, I think this is a, was a long time coming. A lot of people saw this coming, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's only been since 1980, but uh, a lot of people saw this coming. Um, and he is considered um, a martyr of the faith, and so therefore it only took one miracle um, to be approved by the Pope in order to clear the path for sainthood, and that it, happened this week. Pope isn't Francis it? No, did that. It's normally two, isn't it? It's normally two miracles, um, but when you're a martyr, when you when you die for the faith, oh. uh, for the hatred of the faith, um, you get a pass. Then you get you get a pass. That's right. You get a miraculous pass. Go straight to sainthood. So. Don't pass. <laughs> um, so why was he gunned down? I don't remember this story very well. Who 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 shot him? So he was um, gunned down by um, I guess what reportedly by a, a right-wing death squad. Um, the country was plunging into civil war at the time, and he was, you know, celebrating Mass, and this, yeah, some militants gunned him down, um, because he was he was denouncing this um, kind of right-wing takeover and uh, uh, cracked down on the left. And so, yeah, so militants gunned him down and got rid of that critical voice. 
So. Wow, not cool at all. All right, uh, let's change faiths and talk about the Jewish side of things. I remember going to the Holocaust Memorial over in Jerusalem, and I walked out of the children's exhibit. I'm sure there's a better name for it than that. And I just sobbed. Like, I mean, I was, I really lost it. I really, really lost it. I was not a happy camper. And I was angry. And I don't know, there were so many emotions. But I've not been to the one in the States. But I understand mm-hmm. that they have just taken back one of their, uh, their awards. True story? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So the uh, Elie Wiesel Award is one of the Holocaust Museum's high, highest honors that they um, award to people who oppose genocide, whose you know, um, whose actions and, and act- activism uh, has fought against injustice around the world. And back in 2012, um, Aung San Suu Kyi—I hope I've said her name correctly—the um, Burmese Nobel laureate. Um, who has won uh, many accolades for um, just how inspiring she has been, uh, what a, a peaceful activist she has been. Um, they, resent, they they gave it to her in 2012, and just this week they wrote her a letter saying that they were rescinding that award. Um, they said that even though she was a quite the human rights heroine, um, back when she received the award, she really is a close friend of the leader of um, um, Myanmar now, President Kipton, I'm not going to say that one right, no. <laughs> <laughs> the president yeah. <laughs> of, of Myanmar. And, um, you know, the, the genocide of Rohingya Muslims is, is it's the latest, uh, right, humanitarian crisis uh, in the world that's creating or, or attracting a lot of attention. Um, I'm sure there are plenty others that just aren't attracting attention, but uh, the state that the crisis there, her voice just doesn't seem to be having any kind of impact. And um, I think that the Holocaust Museum isn't positive that she's really exercising her voice as she should. Right. And so they really they took away the award and uh, demanded that she she really exercise her moral authority to address the situation and make it stop. Man, man. So, well, yeah. all of that compared to my silly little life, and I think, you know, I get in trouble for the silliest things, the silliest thing. Like, the other day, I I tweeted my sister, Nighty Night Baby, and someone was angry with me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you know what I'm talking about, Manya Brashear Pashman from the Chicago Tribune. I do. That, uh, that uh, what, do you, what would you call him, that charming, witty... Very funny, I have to have to say, uh, Cardinal Joseph Tobin yeah. in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, he is a piece of work. He is uh, <laughs> a funny guy, <laughs> and um, I think has a very close uh, family bond to his siblings. He's one of thirteen um, children, and so I believe he has a pretty close bond to his siblings. And apparently, he was tweeting with his sister when he get, we got on a plane recently and uh, accidentally posted uh, his final tweet to her uh, on his public Twitter account, and that was Nighty Night Baby. But, so, but, hold on. but why? Why would, Why are people chucking a wobbly over this one? Why? <laughs> well, you know, a lot of gossip about, you know, who was he really tweeting? Oh, brother. Really intended for. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he, he clarified. Was, he was actually sister. tweeting Sister Mary Clarence from uh, Sister Act, you know? <laughs> so, we, you know, so, and you, con- yeah. you contrast that to the goofy stuff that Trump tweets and right <laughs> right and he doesn't well uh yeah he doesn't get quite uh as much fire for all of the things that he tweets and retweets um i think trump is really getting into more trouble about his retweets yeah. 
um, than some of the stuff that he tweets originally. Um, you know, the, the anti-Muslim folks that he retweeted, gosh, about, has it been about a month now? Um, he retweeted some anti-Muslim extremists out of Great Britain, and that actually caused a huge firestorm with the British government, um, a huge diplomatic dispute. And um, turns out that the guys, uh, the folks that he was retweeting, actually were convicted and sentenced to prison um, this past week and for posting anti-Muslim videos or videos of them harassing Muslims um, during a trial of Muslim men. So, yeah. You know, he, pick the he's, battles, I guess. You know, the kind pick on the Newark Cardinal or the president. The kind, <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone has a gift, right? Everyone has giftings, but the kind of gifts that President Trump has, you just can't teach that stuff. You know, what he, God has given him a. And I'm going to stop there. <laughs> so let's just touch on the Mormons before we say goodbye, Manya Brashear Pastman from the Chicago Tribune. Yeah. Uh, a first edition Book of Mormon. That's yes. pretty cool. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, was it, actual... was it, it's not the gold tablets. It's the actual Book of Mormon, right? They didn't find the tablets, did they? Exactly. It's, a, it's the <laughs> translation of the tablet. Right, but, right. but you're right. It, it was um, translated from the Egyptian you know, language that was found on those golden plates that uh, Joseph Smith dug up, and uh, he took it to a little printer shop in um, Palmyra, New York, and that shop, you can imagine, is a tourist destination of its own now. Um, but they printed up 5,000 copies of the Book of Mormon, and uh, that was in back in 1830. And so, yeah, now these these editions are popping up in huh. attics, basements, estate sales. And uh, one of them was put on auction this past week. And it was on auction for about a week, and it actually started off at the cheap price of a buck. Um, so, and crept up throughout the week, and then actually in the final fifteen minutes of that auction, they the it rapidly increased um, to eighty thousand dollars. Oh man! <laughs> and that it was bought by a private collector for eighty thousand dollars. And so, from from what I understand, that's like a hundred thousand dollar deal. Yeah. Well, yes. It, it actually another Book of Mormon did um, auction off for one hundred eighty thousand um, back in two thousand seven, and I'm trying to think. 2007. That was was that the uh, year before the see, year before the 2008 election. Was that Mitt Romney or was that the following year? I'm sorry, I, I barely know who our prime minister is. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but I, I guess Mormons were, were more of a hot item back in 2007. With, yeah, with Mormon Mitt, right? He was the he was the uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But um. But yeah, so imagine what a crown jewel that would be in your old book collection, right? That'd be something. That'd be something, let me tell you. Well, listen, thank you for being our Women's Day religion reporter. I just, it feels... Oh, it's an honor. No, I don't know. It feels disingenuous for me to be saying that, because honestly, I hated... I'm going to say this a few times during the show. It didn't even dawn on me to put together a Women's Day show. Like, how dopey (laughs) is that? Uh, have you have you talked about the New York Times special section that's coming out this weekend? I'm sorry, for the, the what? The special section of the New York Times. Did you talk about that? The no. obituaries of all the women who have been overlooked uh, over the decades. No, I don't um, need any. I don't need obituary? more stuff to make me feel guilty for being a white middle aged <laughs> straight North American male. You might learn a thing or two oh, if you read that section. I know. I probably would. <laughs> 
Oh, Manya, you're a lot of fun. I like you. Thank you for joining us. So good to have you back again. Bye, Manya. Bye-bye.